Section 37 of Stories Without Tears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April 6090, California, United States of America. Stories Without Tears by Barry Payne. The Wrong Elixir. In the days when science was more poetical and less scientific than it is now, there lived a certain alchemist. He was an old man. His feet shuffled and his knees doddered as he walked. He had the gray and hairy face of a sick monkey. His knowledge was so profound that he was generally respected, and his temper was so abominable that he was intensely unpopular. Therefore, when on a fine morning in May, he came down to breakfast with an expression approaching complacence and entirely omitted to curse the cook, his universal procedure before taking food. His wife and family were surprised and a little nervous. It was so unlike him. His wife asked him if he were unwell. Healy answered the question, though on principle he never answered his wife's questions and usually affected not to have heard her speak, but even added a thank you to his no. She was the more distressed, and he noticed it. He never thanked anybody. It portended something serious. The fact is, he said, that the studies of a lifetime culminated last night in a discovery which I believed to be of importance, hence my unusual hilarity. Hilarity was perhaps a strong word for it, yet even a great and tumultuous joy would have been comprehensible considering the nature of his discovery. Is it the philosopher's stone? his wife asked, but he was in no mood to overdo his vein of gracious light-heartedness. He stared at her stonily as if she were something in a bottle which he had already analyzed. Then he shuffled out towards his laboratory. It was not the philosopher's stone. It was, if possible, an even greater discovery. For in the elixir which that very night he meant to taste, he held the secret of eternal life. Eternal life was in these dark ages considered desirable by quite a number of people. He did not propose to communicate his secret to any of his fellows. It has to be for himself alone. They would go and he would remain, growing slowly into the wonder of the whole world. There were even indications in his researches that made it seem probable that with the unlimited years of his life there would be an accession of youth. His hair would grow again and he would get new teeth and perhaps learn once more the meaning of the word romance. Emperors would come from the east to look upon him, the one man in the world who held the secret. In the meantime, he was not disposed to be idle. His ordinary avocations called him. A gypsy-faced slut of a girl had come to him with gold pieces. Got, the devil knows how. The alchemist did not inquire. He tested the gold and found it true. And for this? he asked. There is a man, she said in a tired, uninterested way, who has got to die. I need a very swift poison, and one that leaves no trace of poison in the body. Painless? he inquired. She shrugged her shoulders. It is of no importance, she said. He begged her to come to him again in three days. He was a man of vast experience and had no trouble in satisfying the simple needs of the gypsy girl. He took one drug here and another there. He blended and cooked and strained. When he had finished, he had a pale green liquor with neither taste nor smell. A drop of it would have killed an elephant, and a gallon of it would have defied the best of our modern chemists. It was of the same color as the elixir of life, which he himself was to drink that evening, and, of course, he made the usual mistake. 
possibly he had primed himself with strong waters to give him courage for his experiment and the courage had been bought at the expense of clear-headedness at any rate he reached his hand to the wrong glass and in a moment it was all over he had drunk the poison that he had intended for the gypsy girl's faithless lover he lay an untidy lump of clay-coloured worn-out humanity on the studio floor with a fixed grin on his face that would have frightened people his wife found him there in the morning and wept bitterly and was sincerely sorry that she would never hear him curse the cook again there was a glass filled with a greenish fluid and this she threw away not knowing that she had lost here the discovery that had never been made till then and will never be made again it seemed to her safer the gypsy girl was annoyed but said nothing she had enough money left to buy herself a knife and she got into serious trouble over it that he took the poison was undoubted that he took the wrong elixir is a point on which i should like to have the dead man's opinion End of section thirty seven